Good evening, sir. Crazy cats and kittens out there in pod person land. Welcome back to Text Before Calling. I'm your host, Sean Nasty. Joining me as always is Eric the Wheelman Wheeler. Hello. I there. would just like to point out that I'm not mad. I'm actually laughing. <laughs> For my intro? Yeah. Oh, damn. Your intro? Uh, um, is this like when you talk to people on Twitter and they say, my country? Uh, for your, oh, for, for, I guess it was introing you, but it was my introduction of the show to our audience. Mm-hmm. God, why has everything got to be about you, man? Words speak louder than words, Sean. <laughs> the penis, my dear? No. Sorry. I'm not giving you a pass on that one. <laughs> for blatantly ripping off jokes? Um... This is nothing to do with jokes, really, but I was listening to an album today Uh called Strictly Business by EPMD. Do you have any idea what this is? Not a clue. Okay, I did not either, but this is from the golden age of hip-hop. Do you know what that is? Uh, 1989. Uh, Yeah, it actually is from 1989, (laughs) but I think that's about the tail end of it. So it's from like 84 to 90, roughly, is the golden age. Sounds good. So anyway... This is a band I never heard of. So this album called Strictly Business fucking kicks ass. <laughs> it's so good. Um, where is I going with this? No idea. I have no idea anyway, either. Anyway, it's, it's just incredible. a random plug. A- anyone out there, listen to Strictly Business by EPMD. <laughs> I had a point, but I, I lost my thread already. Wow. It's uh, so soon in the show and you uh, already can't contain yourself. Well, I'd like to also uh, send a shout out to Hop Nookie. By Kern River Brewing, a triple IPA. Um, it, it it gives you the business. Are are you getting paid for these plugs? Are you getting like free booze mm-hmm. under the table? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing my taxes this week. I hope you know I'm going. I'm I'm writing them off. Hopefully, everything's <laughs> above the board. I don't know that that's how that works. Okay, so you're you're writing off the free beer they give you. If you. If you do a podcast, you mm-hmm. don't have to pay taxes. That's what my <laughs> lawyer told me. I don't think that's a lawyer, sir. <laughs> I don't know why else I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> it's that's, not for the camaraderie. I, I apologize. Uh, you know, this is as much as I have to offer, sir. You, you, you should apologize. You, you, you have all the love that I have to give. It's not enough. <laughs> well, that's that's all there is. <laughs> that that's, is. I feel like that is really an elegant statement on my end. It's really not enough. <laughs> uh, the the bottom of the well has been reached, and uh, uh, 
there, you know, there is no further to go. Sean, I feel like we did something last night that's kind of extraordinary. Uh, yeah, yeah. You want to explain to the people what happened? I left the house. Sure, yeah, but <laughs> in, in addition, you left the house, and where did you end up? Uh, in the uh, the downtown Burbank to see the the triple X, uh, what is it, um, Ravenclaw, or uh, we, a return saw, of the cage? <clears throat> we saw some Xander Cage. Xander Cage. Is, is it Xander Cage Returns, or Returns of Xander Cage? Return of, it's little X, big X, little X, <laughs> colon, return of Xander Cage. Okay. Uh, man, there is uh, some de- definite... Uh, uh, Perci- precision in that uh, spelling, I guess. This franchise uh, wreaks havoc with Google search. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is. I'm not it, the first to tell you. It is definitely a bad idea for SEO, but it was uh, the first one I think came out in 2002. So the uh, uh, you know your Google search engine wasn't quite as important as it is in today's really marketplace. Really, not very forward looking. Yeah, exactly. They you know they, it came up on Alta Vista and they said fuck it. So the uh, I, th- I was under the impression that you had not uh, subjected yourself to the first two, though. Is this correct? I know, which is kind of surprising, giving my given my whole uh, shtick, my yeah, whole deal. That definitely seems like your genre. I mean, when you suggested that we go see this movie, that was uh, certainly my assumption that you know you uh, had some sort of uh, Nick Cageian love for this uh, this genre. I'm actually not a big Vin Diesel guy. Right on. TBQH. TBQH. Um, to be quite honest. Oh. Uh, I I I'm big on. You're not the, saving I, any syllables, really. No, you're not. It's like uh, you know, World Wide Web. You're saving keystrokes. I suppose. Yeah, keystrokes. But this is a podcast, sir. I speak in the language of the people. <laughs> Fuck the people. The vernacular of the the Twitterers. Oh, um, speak- I like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Speaking of uh, me having brought up Nick Cage. Um, does Samuel Jackson have some sort of uh, Nick Cage level of debt or something that he needs to uh, take care of these things? Or is he just like a genuinely bored person? Or does he just not care about his career and says yes to anything? I don't... My Obviously, I don't know the man. I've never worked with the man. But my impression, what I've read, what I've heard, is that he's basically a less hateful Mickey Rourke. Where if you meet his quote, he will do anything. <laughs> like like this thing, Triple X three. What is that? Maybe maybe three days of work. But yeah, yeah. For him, probably two. Maybe three days of work, and he's done. And he probably gets a couple million dollars. Well, and one of why the, wouldn't you? One of the things that you missed be uh, not having taken in the first two was that in number one he was obviously spending a lot of time in the makeup chair. Uh, he was a big part of number one, and he he wore a a contact lens that discolored one of his eyes, and he had like a huge nasty scar on the on one side of his face way more so than it was in this one and then in yeah, the, in the, the be- scar the scar healed yeah you know in the beginning of the second one uh he just like throws some throwaway comment that he got some surgery or something but it was <laughs> definitely some sort of negotiation thing like i am not fucking sitting in that makeup chair again for this goddamn movie uh yeah that's my only assumption there yeah, it was like uh, Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, where it's like, <laughs> I'm not going through the fucking makeup again. Just put a rubber mask on me. <laughs> I was reading about that, because I saw the Wolfman recently for the first time. Wow. It was the only... The original Wolfman or yeah, the yeah. Abbott and Costello? It was the only uh, universal horror film like mm-hmm. of the classics that I'd never seen before. Oh, right on. It is not the best. <laughs> 
I'm not really familiar with those in general, but I just assume I, they're I'll all kind of crap. I'll give you a quick crap. rundown. Um, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and mm-hmm. Bride of Frankenstein, easily the best. Right on. Then the second tier. Bride is, probably, is a good one? I oh, always, Bride's fantastic. Really? I always thought Bride was like a second tier. No, hmm. not at all. Whoever you're talking to is an idiot. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, me. Then second tier is Frankenstein and Dracula. Okay. And then bottom of the barrel will be Wolfman and Mummy. Ah, uh, gotcha. The original Mummy is fucking awful. Uh, the Brendan Fraser remake, I'm not joking, is 1,000 times better than the Universal original, which is almost unwatchable. I, the Brendan Fraser one was okay-ish for the time. I love it, but I'm saying even if you don't love it, it is like a movie you can sit down and watch. Yeah, you yeah. cannot watch the original. It oh, is so gotcha. slow and boring. Right on. Well, getting back to the uh, the original uh, intent here, uh, the triple X number three. Um, again, like I said, since you haven't seen the first two, it's a little bit hard to compare. But like, I, I watching number one, it felt like it had just disdain for the audience and it was like something that was created in a boardroom like I, you know Vin Diesel was obviously not you're kind of selling me on this <laughs> well Vin Diesel was obviously not doing any of the stunts in the first one um, or in this one uh, this one they at least got a dude with a bald cap to kind of uh, portray him as, as a skateboarder or something but uh, yeah the, the first one was just horrible with all of the effects and like the cheesiness of like uh, jumping off ramp and hitting people with motorcycles. Uh, this one was slightly more realistic as far as that stuff was concerned. Like, you know, when he would, like, uh, wheel punch someone with his motorcycle. <laughs> uh, Let me, it it almost seemed physically question. possible. <laughs> What's that? Man-to-man, <laughs> cinephile to nasty question. <laughs> Is Vin Diesel believable as an action hero? Because um, here's the thing. He's beefy yeah but he's not really in shape yeah like he has muscles but they're kind of like flabby well you, you know his deal right like from no. my from my understanding that's just a total character vin in and of itself like he's like a D nerd like i think he's just... i know that yeah okay all right i'm tired of hearing that story no no but, like uh well he's weird just physically he's weird because like i honestly can't tell if he's strong or not um, nice. Like I mean, I assume he could kick my ass, but that doesn't uh, yeah, say yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, compared to the Stallones, the Schwarzeneggers, the Van Dams of yore, no one he's compares really to more Van Damme. of a Seagal type, where, he, like, he's big, but he doesn't seem very athletic. Well, see, that was my problem with number two. Like, Cuba just fucking didn't... Did you just say Cuba? Isn't it Cuba? Oh, Cuba? Ice. Oh, Cuba? Ice. Ice Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> That is actually racist. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, no, I'm sorry. The Ooh, the ice <laughs> the ice cube in number two was uh, a huge step in the wrong direction that way. Like he just kind of seemed like uh, uh, that whole. Or I only watched half of number two, but that the everything I saw with him just always reminded me of, or completely reminded me of the story of uh, what is it, Harrison Ford in Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he's supposed to like get in this big fight scene with someone, but he had like a really bad flu, so he's like, uh, let me just take out my gun and shoot him. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's just kind of that the whole vibe of that movie. Like he was like some Luis Guzman type character that just. You know, was not <laughs> capable of actually doing these things. So they just kind of let things happen around him and then put it so, in like shaky cam. 
works better as a cameo than as a lead character. Oh, he thing. was great as a cameo in this one, but uh, no, as the lead character, it was just utterly ridiculous. Can I just say Ice Cube is one of the few unrepentantly black actors? <laughs> I'm serious that I can think of. I don't know a what guy that means. Who has basically made no concessions whatsoever to mainstream white America and mm. is extremely popular. Gotcha. And he I think just cool can, as hell. continues regardless, to play himself. Reg- and- regardless of his achievements or whatever you think of his choices or whatever, mm. like that dude is black as hell, <laughs> which is great. And he just, uh, he hasn't he changed it. He basically, he is I, like, he's the same dude he was in 1988 on the cover of Straight Outta Compton. And he's richer, but he's still the same, like he has the exact same mentality. I cannot think of another black actor who's been so unaccommodating and successful. He was in NWO? NWA. Did I say NWO? Oh, no. I'm just dumb. Just remember to text before I've been keeping up with the Joneses too much. I uh, don't, uh, everything is NWO to me. I can't parse that. <laughs> the New World Order! Goodbye, Sean.